power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. We bless God for a morning like this. How many of you are ready for the word? How many of you are ready for the word? All right. We thank God for his word. Amen. All right. 
so this morning I'll share something with you those at second service last week told me that what I preached to them I must preach to the first service people amen hallelujah aha so I preached on what I entitled what kind of Christian are you so this one is uh, what kind of Christian are you early rain edition other one was latter rain service edition this one is early rain service edition hallelujah yes i believe it's something we all need to hear to help us align well with what god expects of us as children of god amen and so the word of god has many functions it's meant to inspire us it's meant to instruct us it's meant to guide us it's meant to direct us but it's also meant to rebuke us amen everybody say rebuke say it again rebuke rebuking is a very very good thing amen it is good for our souls it is therapeutic and today's service will be a form of rebuke hallelujah the Bible instructs us from time to time to examine ourselves to see whether or not we are in the faith. So we are, we, are, we are supposed to set some questions for ourselves every now and then and answer them. And depending on the answers we give, we will know whether we are in the faith or not. Amen. It is very easy to veer away from God. It is very easy to veer away from Christianity. And, and you wouldn't even know it. You'll be living like an unbeliever. You'll be living short of God's expectations of you. And you'll not even be aware. So this form of self-examination is very necessary for anybody who professes to be a Christian. Hallelujah. And today we are doing that kind of self-examination. We are doing some introspection. And there is no examination without questions. That is why this sermon is titled like a question what kind of christian are you now it was in the city of antioch that the christians were first called christians that means the term christians or the term christian wasn't even coined by believers it was coined by unbelievers it was coined by idol worshippers it was coined by pagans there must have been something they saw in the christians in antioch that made them link them to jesus christ and to call them Christians. Hallelujah. They must have seen something. So in your life, people are seeing things. Amen. People are observing things. Your life itself is an episode. It is a message. So the question is, what kind of message are you preaching with your life as a Christian? Hallelujah. And today, I'm going to give you certain kinds of Christians you must not be certain kinds of christians you must not be all right and then maybe in the end i'll give you some one or two be that you should be amen we need to clear the ground before we build you don't build on bushy land you clear the ground if the ground is muddy you clear the mud and you fill it with proper sand or proper soil before you build and so let's deal with the negative first and then we build upon it with the positive hallelujah oh hallelujah it's like this morning i'm not feeling you hallelujah all right now you are alive 
so i shared with them certain kinds of christians certain types of christians um, i may sneak one or two that i didn't talk about in that service um, for you to benefit from amen the first type of christian i talked about is the crisis believer or the crisis christian everybody say the crisis christian say it again the crisis christian who is the crisis christian the crisis christian is the one who only seeks god when there is trouble when everything is fine god is a secondary or tertiary or quaternary matter for some people god is secondary for some people is tertiary for some people is quaternary fourth division division four in england if you are playing division four that means premium bad like to take you years of hard work before you can play premier league there are people for who god is premier league level or some people is championship level some people division one division two division three division four crisis christians and unfortunately that population or that constituency of christians is increasing at an alarming rate in ghana people who are in church only because they want solutions to their problems people are not going to seek god people don't want to know god for themselves people don't want to read the bible for themselves they don't want to study the word for themselves they don't want to pray for themselves it's all about god i need to marry it's all about god i need to buy a shoe oh god i need to pass my exams god i need a visa to get out of this god forsaking country you think this country is god forsaking <laughs> go elsewhere and see when you are praying Christ like the prayer is just hitting the, the ceiling and the atmosphere is hard Ghana God is here God is here pa, 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 pa. hallelujah yeah if if you are destined to prosper in Ghana you prosper in Ghana you don't necessarily need to fly out of the country I'm not against flying outside the country but we must correct this mentality that you will definitely make it when you go outside this country it's not necessarily so there are people out there who want to come they really really want to come mm. the weather alone is enough here you can walk around t-shirts if you want to even walk around in singlet you are fine they try it and see you become like the turkey you have been chewing you will freeze because it's not possible we have crisis christians churches are full but they are not full of people who are seeking god is full of people who are seeking solutions they are looking for the hand of god to move people who believe their enemies are chasing them so they are coming to seek refuge in the house of god when your enemies are chasing you the refuge is not necessarily in the house of god it's in the secret place of the most high that one is you and god hallelujah secret place of the most high when it's secret like that the devil cannot find you amen that is the solution to running away from your enemies. You can come to church and be here. Your mind is not with us. Your spirit is not with us. You are easy prey for the devil. You don't know how to pray on your own. There are a lot of people who can stand through a one hour prayer meeting. If it is everybody, it is fasting and prayer. And we are all firing and we are all praying. But when it is you and God alone, five minutes cry, it's a problem. You pray uh, and you think you've done 30 minutes. You check the time and you've done eight minutes. How many of you have been there before? Don't look at me as if I'm lying. We have all been there before. Hallelujah. There are seasons of dryness like that. 
But may those seasons be, be over in your life in the name of Jesus. When you enjoy the presence of God so much so that even when you've been in God's presence for 45 minutes, it seems like 3 minutes. It looks like time is not enough for you. So we have crisis believers. When you go to campuses, exam prayer meetings are the best attended. When it's getting to exam, hey, everybody, hey, God, hey, blah, 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 come and pray, blah, blah, blah. Let the exams be over. And let them call a Thanksgiving prayer meeting. That is when people know that we must go and do a photo shoot. Oh, I must go and enjoy and celebrate with my friends. Next time when you come and cry and God says, me too. I'm having a meeting with my angels. <laughs> Crisis believers. And our churches are full of such people. We behave like Lot. When Lot needed Abraham, some people went to attack him. You remember there was an uncle called Abraham. Abraham mobilized an army of over 300 people. They defeated the enemy and collected their goods. But when everything was over, Lord said, I want to separate myself from you. I want to, you know, have my own land. I want to be alone. That is how we behave. When we need God, we run to God. When we need help, we run to church. When everything is fine, we forget God. May the Lord help us. Hallelujah. Oh, I said, may the Lord help us. For many of us, God is like a standby generator. When there is a crisis, that's when we remember we need God. So I've been singing, we need you, Lord. It's just melody. It's just a nice song. We, we don't really sing it from the bottom of our hearts. May the Lord help us to repent. Hallelujah. The second kind of Christian is what we call the convenient Christian or the convenience Christian. We serve God when it is convenient for us. When it is okay. When everything else has been done. When we have finished learning. When we think we have saturated ourselves enough with academic information then okay this Sunday let me see okay I think I can come to church why should you schedule a discussion an academic discussion on Sunday morning a Christian who belongs to a church Sunday morning that's when you have scheduled you are the group leader the study group leader you say Sunday 8 o'clock let's meet in my room you are becoming an antichrist when such things come out of your mouth then deliverance must follow because in your mind as a believer Sunday must be blocked it, it should be blocked Sunday service is not negotiable you see this thing that we think oh I can choose to come to church as a believer it's not true it's not biblical it's not biblical Hebrews 10 25 he said, do not forsake the gathering together of the brethren as some of you are in the habit of doing. As some of you are in the habit of doing. Say some of you. Say it again, some of you. If I look at somebody and say some of you. 
That person I said some of you, I didn't say you. Some of you are in the habit of doing. Do not forsake the gathering of the brethren. The same Bible that said do not fornicate. The same Bible that said do not commit adultery. The same Bible that said don't lie against your neighbor. The same Bible that said don't covet your neighbor's goods also said don't forsake. And God's words, we don't have some carrying more weight than others. Hallelujah. So a lot of us are convinced believers. Like it is only when it is convenient that we do things. We choose when to wake up. We choose when to come to church. We only give when it is convenient. Sometimes when they say, oh, uh, we need money to do something. There are some people, they are always looking at in some people's faces. As if they are Bank of Ghana. And they have ATMs. Automated teller machine. It's like suddenly you take yourself out of it. I've been talking about land, 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 land. And you're oh, I'm basic, I'm basic. Oh, they will build it. They will build it. God will help them. They will build it. They have taken themselves out of it completely because ah, these are the people who have the money. Do you know what is happening in somebody's pocket? Do you know the fire that is burning in somebody's pocket? Do you know the dependence people have? Some people, when they come, their salary it is negative even before it hits. Because when they take out this, 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 or balance here and balance it. But you see the person walking around nice and you think everything is fine. No, it's not so. The more money you have, the more your burdens. Yesterday alone, the number of people who called me. The man of God, please, it looks like I'm broke. The number of people who called me. <laughs> have you asked me whether I'm broke or not? <laughs> We only give when it is convenient. But I want to show you that giving is not only for rich people and people who are comfortable. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes when they say, some, some pastors will tell you, pledge and trust God. We think, ah, but what do you mean? What kind of wisdom is that one? You know you don't have, but commit yourself and say, I like you will give. People there, this is not logical. I want to show you something from 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Let's read from verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Verse 1. This one, give me NLT. Eh? Paul can write some things. Give me NLT. He said, now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. Somebody say the churches in Macedonia. So Paul was recommending them and commending them. He said, they are being tested by many troubles. Just like you're also being tested by many troubles. How many of you have been tested by many troubles? Yeah, there are things. There are problems to be solved. There are issues to be handled. There are things chasing them. Debts to be paid. Bills to pay people to feed they have been tested by many troubles and they are very poor I won't ask how many of you are very poor because by faith we are all rich in this place hallelujah at least in Christ Jesus at least <laughs> if not 
in your pocket, you are rich in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah. He said they are very poor. He didn't even say they are poor. He said very poor. Very, very poor. Assignment, go and look for the United Nations definition of poverty and see whether you fall in that category. <laughs> he said, and they are very poor. But, everybody say but. They are also filled with abundant joy. Hallelujah. You see, your joy shouldn't be linked to your pocket. It shouldn't be linked to your wallet. It shouldn't be linked to the balance in your bank account. Your joy must be intrinsically generated because you have the Holy Ghost living in you and and joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. So even when the bank account is going lower, that is when you smile the more. That is when you come to church the more. That is when you are good to people the more. Hallelujah. That's why I said that some people, you see them, you think everything is okay. It is the joy that is manifesting. It is not the pocket. It is the joy of the Lord that is manifesting. When you open a pocket, you say, hey, what a shock. Your face and your pockets do not match. It's a big mismatch. But they were filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in what? Rich generosity. Hey, what kind of logic is You are very poor. But the joy has overflowed in rich generosity. That's what I'm saying. You think giving is only for those who have? They don't have. They have troubles like the way you have troubles. They have wahala. Things chasing them. Bills chasing them. Debts chasing them. People knocking on their door and saying, Hey, if you don't bring my money by Thursday, I shall come to your workplace and disgrace you. Trouble. But they are filled with joy which has overflowed in rich generosity. Verse 3. It says, For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford. That means it was what they could afford. But they didn't give only what they could afford. But far more. So ask yourself, what then were they giving? They had what they could afford, but they gave more than what they could afford. That means it's possible for the sake of the kingdom, some of them went to borrow. Hallelujah. You see, when people draw budgets and stuff like that, there's spendable money and unspendable money. So the spendable money is what you can afford, I'm assuming. That means some of them even ate into things that were supposed to be savings, things that were supposed to be for a future project, something that was supposed to be for a house that they are supposed to build or a car that they are supposed to buy. So they gave more than what they could afford. And I believe some too went and borrowed for the sake of the kingdom. Because the zeal of the house of the Lord was burning in their heart. Hallelujah. Far more. He said, they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. That means nobody came to wind them. Nobody came to use scriptures. Nobody called them and gave them a prophetic word. And said, you have to sow 5,000 Ghana cities upon this way unless la la you will never see it come to pass free will because they saw needs in the house of the Lord because they want to see the kingdom of God expanded because they want to see things move forward they were poor people they didn't have large salaries they didn't have large wallets they didn't have large bank accounts but there was something that was burning in them. I pray that that same thing will burn in you. Verse 4. 
He said, they beg us and again for the privilege. They don't have it, but they were begging for the privilege. Maybe they'll say, oh, oh, this one I think probably is a little too. Say, no, 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 no. I'll find a way of getting it. It has to be done. And we will do it. Begging for the privilege. How many Christians beg for the privilege to give? We rather have our calculator and we are doing calculations. But I pray that God will bring you to a point where you can single-handedly finance church projects. You will sign a check and as a pastor, I don't have to come and raise funds again. Some of you, you will build branches on your own. You just sign a check. Two million dollars. Oh, somebody received that grace in Jesus' name. And it will be done. Everything that we need, it will be done. A church building doesn't have to take 15 years to build. It doesn't. That old culture must go. We must have kingdom-minded people and people who are ready to sacrifice for the sake of the kingdom so that things will be done. When banks are building their building, do they do 15 years fundraising, this, that, that? They take their money and they bail. They bail. And people are building entertainment centers and this and this and places people go not to go and receive life but to kill themselves spiritually. They don't wait for 10 years, 20 years. The money is there. The money is there. It's all about the determination and the heart that you have. Hallelujah. May God begin to raise kingdom financiers. My spiritual father calls such people integrity rescuers. Because they rescue the integrity of the pastors. Because you see, the more we talk about money, the more people see us as charlatans. But the church is not run by water. It is run by money. This electricity, somebody is paying for it. The fan, somebody is paying for it. The sound, this one, somebody bought it and brought it as a gift just last week. So that when the choir is singing multi-directional, you but today you are using it as a unit that it is a multi-directional mic. Say multi-directional. Uh-huh. So somebody can stand here, another person can stand here, another person can stand here, another person can stand here. So that we won't have people sitting at the back who don't have any microphone. It is meant to solve a problem. Let us allow it to solve that problem. Put your hands together for Jesus. Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. When you are not enough on the stage, then it can be a unidirectional mic. One man, one mic. But when you are plenty, like when you were ministering in the song, I saw some people here. Meanwhile, there were two here that can take like three, three or four, four people. Somebody use money, who say money. <laughs> money to buy it and donate it. Oh, I pray that God will raise more kingdom financiers. People who will not give out of convenience. I will give out of conviction. A lot of the churches you see who are doing big, big things. Most of the time, it's, some of the things is one person, just one person who comes and says. Somebody told me, when this land thing came, he said, I, I, will, I, will, I will buy the land. If I had money, I would have bought it. I said, God will give you money one day. The fact that you have that desire in your heart alone, God will start to make things begin to work. God will begin to, to, to arrange things because he knows your heart. And your heart is in alignment with his kingdom. Hallelujah. We are convenient believers. Convenient believers will not come to church unless the church van comes to pick them. Right from Kolebu here. If we don't, it's like if you don't get the van, then you will not come. 
if the van leaves you, then you will not come. Meanwhile, Kalebu in this place is a very, very short distance. If you even are wild, you can walk and come. You can worship on the way and come. You can pray on the way and come. And if you are wild, four, five of you can come. Okay, four people because Uber, you can't be five. The driver will be. And take short distance like that. Five cities, six cities. Everybody pays one city, one city, one city, one city. And when you come to church, I'm sure your offering will also be one city. So for the whole of this Sunday, you have spent two cities or two cities, 50 percent on church. It is not too much to ask. Hallelujah. For you to decide that you won't come to church because the van left you. And the van leaves you because you are late. You are giving 7 o'clock, 7.10. But at 7 o'clock, that is when you are now going to bath. Hey, he said, wait for me. No, 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 they won't wait for you. They will not wait for you. Hallelujah. They will leave you and come. And if you like, you can come. If you like, you don't come. Amen. I told them last week. You see, all the chairs are full. The next service too, most likely all the chairs will be full. Probably we may have to add more. That means there isn't enough room. All right? There isn't enough room. But thank God very soon we are going to get a very big auditorium of our own. Amen. Yeah, very soon we'll be showing you pictures, architectural drawings to stimulate you. Say stimulate. Yeah. So that we, we make it a reality. Amen. And that place is not one floor, it's a one and then gallery. Have a gallery. So evangelism team, there's work to be done. Hallelujah. The church must not be empty in the house of God. We need to bring in more souls. So it's not like don't don't behave like we, we are begging you to come to church. Some of us we've been in places where there was no church. Me, I learned to pray on my own, my own. Because where I was, there was no Christian to pray with. There was no church service, nothing. I had to learn to fend for myself spiritually. There are people who know that environment. And when they see me doing what I'm doing now, they are surprised. They are like, no, you are not supposed to be doing this kind of thing. People like Ruth know what I'm talking about. Hard environment. No God anywhere. I had to learn to study the word for myself. Those were the days that Christian uh, radio started fresh. I consumed the messages like nobody's business. Thank God for people like Archbishop Duncan Williams in those days who could go on radio. Like uh, Bishop James Sa and Co. It was their words on air that kept some of us going. Because nobody, you, you won't get anywhere to. Somebody come and call you, come for prayer meeting. Come for Bible study. You are the Bible study. You yourself, you had a prayer meeting. You are your own pastor. You feed yourself. So when I see people and it's like they're behaving like, Charlie, we need to beg you. A car must wait for you before you come to church. I get agitated in my spirit. But may God help us all to repent. Hallelujah. There are people in China who have to crawl to go to church. People in Saudi Arabia who are Christians underground, you, you can walk chest high and come to church. Everybody will know you are coming to church. And you know after church, you will go home safe. Some of them, they go to church and they know that could be their last day on earth. If that was the situation here, most of our churches will be empty. We are convenience believers. We are not prepared to die for the sake of the kingdom. 
a lot of you, if, if a gun were to be put on your head and we said choose between being a Christian and your head being taken off in your head you will say let me deny Christ when I have life I shall pray for forgiveness and the Lord shall forgive me uh-huh, you are laughing but you are, you are like that you are like that <laughs> that is your, your character that is your heart that's my nice head to be taken off to be shot to death no I would deny there was a story of a Liberian man during the Liberian war he and his family he and his wife were passing through a bush to run to another country as refugees and the rebels caught them on the way and a man was a pastor he was wearing clerical and they caught them and the man they said you you are also eh? yes okay we are giving you two options just say that you are not a christian and we'll let you pass otherwise we'll kill you the man looked at the wise face he said yes quickly he said okay i'm not a christian and they asked the wife you too say that you are not a christian and we'll let you pass you go happily ever after as a couple the wife said, even if you kill me, you can cut off my ears, cut off my... As for that man called Jesus, I will not deny him. You know what the rebels told them? They turned to the man and said, you are a fool. Even your wife, who is not wearing a clerical, can stand for what she believes in. They took the gun, shot to the man and said, woman, oh yeah, go. And this is a true story. May God give us the grace to stop being convenience Christians. I told them I led a prayer meeting in school. And they started to drizzle. And people were expecting that as soon as raindrops started coming. Oh, prayer secretary. I'll disperse the crowd. I didn't finish my topics. The gracious ones were now coming. I think I'm a bit to two scriptures. I guess, yeah? What are you talking about? Scriptures and revelations. I prepared for the meeting. Rain will not stop me. And rain must not stop you either. You are not soluble. You are not salt. You are not sugar. You may be sweet, but you are not sugar. Hallelujah. Yeah. The rain will not dissolve you. We shall stand and pray. I'm not going to rain. No, drizzling. Drizzling. No, people started getting agitated. The ladies especially. People don't do me much. The natural hair is beginning to take over. Don't pay me. And we finished the prayer meeting. Luckily, it didn't rain heavily there too. It just showered small. Showered. Those are we call it showers of blessing. Showers of blessing to you don't like. And I had people remembering later. They said, don't come for the prayer meeting again. It was a dawn prayer meeting. And that, in the evening, we had the real fellowship meeting. Oh, I took the microphone that evening and I addressed them properly them if you the door is there it's not locked go stay in your room don't come this is your head that you are making so much noise about somebody in the bible her hair nicer and longer than yours she used it to clean jesus christ's feet dirty feet in the mediterranean terrain where there's a lot of sun and that day jesus had walked a very long distance down a lot of his feet must have been dead she used that her long nice hair which is obviously longer and obviously nicer 
and that one most likely was her own hair yours may be borrowed from a dead Brazilian a dead Korean a dead Mongolian or a dead Peruvian bone straight hair Aye. because of that you will come for prayer meeting again stay in your room and let the devil deal with you <laughs> hallelujah yeah. convenience Christians may the Lord deliver us from convenience may we be people who are ready to, 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 to endure discomfort to have a relationship with our God number three the carnal Christian say the carnal Christian the carnal Christian is one that we can't tell whether you are a Christian or not the things you say are not Christian the things you listen to are not Christian the things you believe in are not Christian as we are having a debate on LGBT and I say oh but let us understand them understand what we should understand what animals have you seen boy boy male dog male dog and they are running things have you seen some before two female dogs they should tell you that that thing is a spirit look we don't hate the people who practice these things we love them but they have to accept that there is a problem hallelujah it is a problem of the mind Romans chapter 1 he said God gave them up to depraved minds it is a problem with the mind the devil comes and when he succeeds in twisting your mind a little now you begin to see a male and, and you feel attracted to the male as a male you see a female and you start getting attracted to a female carnal Christians cannot take a stand for what they believe in They say, oh, at work they are arguing. Oh, this is it. Oh, but if sex before marriage, at least you have to test. You have to test. If you are going to buy a car, you test the brake, you test the clutch, you test the this, and make sure it, it fits you. And you tell them, you won't open your mouth and say that it is wrong. It's not everything you can test. Can you test a toothbrush when you go to shop right? You you go with toothpaste in your pocket. And you go blue to the bread, put your say this one, the bristles are too hard. Let me put it down. If you choose one and you are told that 20 people came and tested with their teeth, you don't know what, what they have been chewing, you don't know what is inside their mouth, and 20 people use this toothbrush and decided they didn't want it again. Would you buy it? These are the things we should be telling people straight in the face. Hallelujah. Can I believe it? When we come to your room, we must smell Christ in your room. Don't be like Josephus. Josephus, whose pastor went to visit him, surprise visit. In fact, I shall start surprise visits. To be, I'll call you and tell you I'm coming. I need to come and see you as you are. I'll tell you I'm coming then you say, say your room nicely and everything and intentionally have a Bible on your pillow meanwhile that Bible was dusty before you picked it and dusted it surprise this yes can I come in and don't I'll change my voice that's when you hear my voice hey, 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 do everything nicely that's how Jesus will come like a thief in the night 
Unannounced. Joseph's pastor went to visit him. Pastor said, Oh, let me come in. It's a long distance. Like I came from there. Oh, Pastor, let's stand here. Let's stand here. Let's stand here and talk. It's more airy here. Ah, Joseph was like, I'm tired. I want to sit down. No, 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 no. Pastor said, I'll enter your room. Oba Koko was lying on Joseph's bed. And on top of that, his wall, pictures, women in bikini, fair ones, dark ones, fat ones, a year and everything. Pastor said, hey, Can you do pray here? What kind of prayer do you pray here? Looking at all these things. Are you praying this place? Carnal believers. May the Lord deliver us from carnality. Oh, I said, May the Lord deliver us from carnality. But then let me give you one type of believer you must be, and then we close. First Corinthians chapter 16. Let's read from verse 15. First Corinthians 16. Let's read from verse 15. It said, I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanas, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Say addicted. Yeah. These are, they are addicted to ministry. They are, they are addicted to service. You know, it's not right to be in church and you don't do anything. It's not, it's not right. When you read Ephesians chapter 4, it says, He gave unto some prophets, apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, for three reasons. One, for the perfection of the saints. Two, for the edification of the body. And then three, for the work of ministry. The reason why you are not stable in your work with God is because you are looking for God one for edification. You see, when you come to church, you can get edified. The word of God will edify you. The worship will edify you. The praise will edify you. It builds you up. It is a good thing. Or you are coming to church to be perfected so that your rough edges will be smoothened up. That as you get closer to God, your anger matters will come down. Your your um, last will, 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 will go and stuff like that. To be perfected. Most of us is these two. But there's a third one for the work of ministry. Ministry means service. You are fulfilling two out of three. It is not complete. There is a void somewhere. That is why one, you are not stable. And that is why two, you are not enjoying church to the maximum. Those who are serving are the ones who are enjoying church. I'm telling you the truth. If you really want to enjoy church, you must serve. You must serve. Serving doesn't necessarily, you see, you don't have to have a good voice to be in a choir. Hallelujah. You don't need to be in a good voice. Some of you, you minister with your smiles as you are just dancing and you know, while others are, you know, powering the voice and stuff like that. It's just your nice attitude and your beautiful spirit that ministers to people. You don't need to be the best at anything. Just have the heart and the readiness to serve. Do something. Ushering. Is it walking and saying, oh, you're welcome. City. Is it that one too that you can do? You need a special anointing. Some oil must be poured upon your head. Some unction must be released before you can say, Welcome, sit here. 
Some of you, your smiles alone will cause the sinners to repent. I know somebody, she had her problem was pride, eh? She wasn't going to church. One day, somebody forced her and invited her to church. She thought she was so beautiful. But she sat by a lady, and Usher led her to sit by a lady. And you see, that's why Usher, you must be in the spirit all the time. Hallelujah. Your job is not just a job in the flesh at all. Sometimes there are specific places people must sit, and you must be led by the spirit. If you minister in the spirit, then you will know that in meetings, sometimes the various zones in the place are not the same. They are not the same. There are places that have a high concentration of angels for a certain reason. Because that particular day, the people who are sitting in those places must have a particular touch. That's why ushers must be in the spirit all the time. The usher led her to go and sit by this young lady. This girl who was so proud because she felt she was so beautiful. She sat by another lady. And when she looks at the face, and she looks at the body, and the color, and the figure, she says, Charlie, some people they pass some people and when it was time to worship this lady who was 10 times more beautiful than her the way she was worshipping and crying and her hands, hands were in the air and she knelt down and even laid down to worship she said no if somebody with this level of beauty can humble herself this way in front of God when they called the altar call, she went there and that was the day she changed. Ministry is not just standing by the uh, pulpit and doing what I'm doing. Or saying, I, I, I see a goat chasing you. There is a black goat with a white beard. I think it is one of your ancestors. He wants to chew your destiny. God has given you green pastures to lie upon. But the goat also wants to chew the green pastures. That's not the only thing we do in ministry. Hallelujah. That's not the only thing. Seven in inconspicuous capacities. A lot of times in the church, in churches, those who are really holding the church, you can't see them. You call them the cornerstone. The cornerstone is in the corner. It's not in the middle for everybody to see. They say that the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. The cornerstone holds a lot of things. There are people whose ministries don't seem very flamboyant. But they are doing a lot behind the scenes. Hallelujah. Yeah. We always value those who sacrifice their time and their energy for the sake of the kingdom. They were addicted to the ministry. Addicted. When you are addicted to serving, your choir director won't have to beg you to come for choir rehearsals. That you are in tomorrow, today, and then tomorrow. And this thing that we do, the students, and I've gone home. When you went home, did you go to church? No. So the home is just an excuse to skip church that weekend. If you are a really serious believer, you will go home at a time that you can, you can even go to church at home. Because you were attending church at home before you came to school. True or false? So this home thing is just an excuse. And may God deliver us from that thing. Hallelujah. Nobody is saying don't go home but even if you go and go to church go to church addicted have you seen an addict somebody who's addicted to weed and you, you have to beg the person Charlie smoke small hey who should be a joke Charlie who should be an addict wants the thing by himself he will steal to get the money to, to do it he will do whatever the 
always focus when a thing comes like that. They'll even wash your car for you, for you to give them one Ghana CDs. Go and buy one roll, and they know brother Lila, trick a cry, not their mother wake a cry. You know, they don't like one man, one weed. It's brotherly love. Let us share. Addicted. An addict will spend his money on the thing he's addicted to. Most of the time they are broke. Because Charlie, cocaine, no? the, the heroin, they need it. I pray that God will make you a Christian who is addicted to ministry. You will be faithful to that which God has called you to do. There are a lot of ministries in this church. Ushering is there. Choir is there. Those who come and help to arrange this place every Saturday, 5 p.m. They are here. They come to put their place in shape. There is something you can do. If you really want to feel fulfilled in the house of God, you must do something. You see, that is when, when you wake up on Sunday morning and the devil is trying to make you feel sleepy. There is a reason for which you must come. No matter how sleepy I feel, when I wake up on Sunday, I know I must come here. No matter how tired I am, no matter what I did on Saturday, if I wake up on Sunday morning, I know I must come here. Because there's a role for me to play. I pray that God will help you to find your place. Service is not, let's not over-spiritualize things. And I don't have the anointing and the calling and the unction for it. Start doing it. If it is not your calling, we'll know. Just start. If it's not your calling, we'll know. There's children's ministry. Some of you, you, you are good with children. You can inspire some children. We'll be starting a teen ministry very soon. Teenagers need mentors. People they can call on. People who shape their life. Because some of those people, if you don't influence their lives, they'll get pregnant by the age of 16 and their life will be over. There is something you can do in the house of the Lord. I pray that God will open your eyes and give you the grace to locate your place in the house of God. And those of you who are already serving, I pray that God will give you the energy and the strength to do it with all your might and all your power. I pray that we'll be Christians who are ready to stand for what we believe in, even at the point of death. I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray for yourself. The Lord, help me, help me Lord. Help my weakness. I know where I fall short. Maybe you are a convenience Christian. Maybe you are a crisis believer. You are even angry with God because God hasn't answered your needs, answered certain prayer requests of yours. You want to pray and recommit yourself to God in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Pledge your allegiance to the Lamb of God once again. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Tell him the Lord, I pledge my allegiance to this kingdom. I pledge my allegiance. Just like how we sing the national pledge or we we recite the national pledge. We are telling the Lord today that we are re-establishing our allegiance to the kingdom. Lift up your voice and pray. 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 Recommit yourself. There are people who are crying for what you have. People who are crying for the opportunities that you have to serve God. There are people who are ready to die. Even this Sunday that we are in church. There are people who know that as they are going to church, some suicide bomber can just appear in the place, detonate a bomb, and they will go back to their family. But they are dressing up as we are speaking now. They are dressing up as we speak now. 
to go to church. Oh, pray that Lord have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Give me the grace to commit fully. Give me the grace to commit fully. Give me the grace to commit fully. Pray that the Lord will open your eyes and help you to serve in the house of God. Center. Stay blessed. Overflow. Overflow. Overflow.